Welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. All opinions expressed by me or guest of the podcast are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Life Moves Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment or financial decisions. Clients of Life Moves Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. All right, well, welcome back to episode three. Uh, today, I want to talk about the difference between financial goals versus uh, virtues. Virtues? Is that even a word? Virtues. How about financial goals versus financial direction? One of the most common questions that financial advisors ask their prospective clients is, what are your financial goals? I hate this question. Um, I don't ask this question. I actually think it's as bad as asking a kid what they want to be when they grow up. Number one, it's hard to define. Number two, it's going to change anyway. Uh, so it's a very difficult thing. And, and then the other thing is I have a little bit of a struggle with the word goals in particular. Uh, I happen to prefer the word objectives. The thing with goals is that it's often a thing that people, you know, they make a board for and they, uh, or they think about, yep, this is a goal, something I want to do. Uh, but that's often where it gets left. It just gets left as a goal. Um, and then people say, hey, I've got to accomplish this goal or I didn't accomplish this goal. But there's really no action in between just setting a goal and then trying to achieve a goal, which is why I like objectives better. Maybe it's semantics, but it's a personal thing. So financial services firms market a goal-centric approach to the general public. So with the question of what are your financial goals, advisors are communicating that you need to have a specific and well-defined financial goals in order to get somewhere. Let's explore the concept and let's decide if it's better to have a financial goal or to have a financial direction. Okay, so my family, uh, we occasionally make a short drive over to Southern California to visit uh, our extended family. When we start the trip, the goal is to reach a specific place in Southern California. It happens to be Borrego Springs. Sometimes it's Big Bear, depending on where we're going and what we're doing and what time of year it is. Um, but specific place, Southern California, within about five to six hours. That's a specific and well-defined goal. It's even a smart goal because it's specific, it's measurable, it's achievable, it's relevant, and it is time-bound. So I have a goal. Now what? Well, I'm going to put my goal to arrive at a specific place in Southern California within about five to six hours of time in motion. So once the gas tank is full, the tire pressure's checked, hop on the interstate, and I'm going to go west. That should work, right, California? From where we are in Phoenix and Scottsdale, California is west. So as long as I get on the freeway and go west, I should get to California, right? Well, here's the thing with setting directions. So accidents, there's a lot of those here in the valley on our interstates. People drive super nuts. If you've never driven in Phoenix, I used to say that Michigan drivers were the worst. And I remember growing up, my grandfather, I grew up in Florida, and my grandfather was convinced uh, that anybody with a license plate that wasn't from the state of Florida were the worst drivers on the planet. So he was partially correct. They actually live right here in Arizona. Um, and so accidents often leave debris that uh, debris debris 
Accidents leave debris. I'm having trouble speaking today. Maybe a sip of water would help. Let's try. Ah, okay. That is some high quality H2O. All right. Accidents often leave debris that blocks travel lanes. The occasional sudden change in weather conditions, which certainly happens here, um, could make traveling more difficult. We could get a flat tire because of all the stuff on the road. The next gas station that we need could be closed. Road construction, which it is now road construction season. Uh, now that it's certainly winter, I was downtown Phoenix last night. I wasn't even sure that half of the roads were open. But anyway, road construction could mean stopped or even rerouted traffic delays. Things happen along the way that are not part of the plan. The unexpected should always be or the unexpected should always be expected and the problem is we don't know where the unexpected might show up. So when we're faced with unexpected anything, we may have to adjust the expectations and even change our directions and there may be an alternate route. Maybe it takes longer to get there. Maybe we have to go a different direction before continuing west. Maybe I need to go up north to say the 303 and route around uh, to the 10 and then go west, right? So just as an example, and if you live in the valley, that's gonna make sense to you. If you don't, the roadmap, it'll maybe make sense or you don't care. But anyway, maybe I have to go north first to go west, south first, something like that. Um, I might have to drive slower, which is hard for me, um, but I might have to do that through a few parts of the route um, and the detour may be unfamiliar. So one of the less often talked about factors in implementing plans and adjusting plans is the behavior shifts that might be required. So hint, I might have to drive slower, which I already said would be hard for me, but it's a behavior shift. So if we go back to the traveling west analogy, here we go, if I'm used to driving 80 miles per hour on the open highway, I will have to shift my behavior in heavy traffic. And if I don't, if I insist on going 80 miles an hour in heavy traffic, it's gonna cause a lot of damage and potentially risk my ability to ever reach the intended destination. So understanding behavior and why people make certain choices is a crucial part of the advice relationship. But we're gonna shift gears here. In my years of doing this work, I've noticed how tightly your identity and my identity and comfort are wrapped around whether or not the behavior shifts are reasonable or even possible. If you have an idea about how you see yourself in your life in say five to 10 years, you will begin to wrap an expectation and build an identity around that vision. Any advice that I give you that takes a different direction than you foresee may slowly start to trigger a fight or flight response. You may then avoid implementing the advice that I give you. And as the advisor, I'll be left wondering why you aren't doing the thing that I know is right for you, or is it? This scenario plays out all the time between advisors and clients, and there's lots of books and other podcast episodes for advisors and training materials that have been written to help people like me be more convincing, more compelling more persuasive and get you to be more compliant and get you to follow the advice and get you to do what we're suggesting that you do. And the thing is, as an advisor, I don't think it's about persuasion. So here's the reality check. 
All I need to do as the advisor is to seek to understand the vision and direction that you see for yourself. If I understand it, I can then explore why that particular identity association is important to you, why that particular direction is important to you, why that particular objective is important to you. And once I have that, we can then test whether that goal or objective that you have in mind is right-sized for you, where you are now, where you're going. We can then work together to define the right direction, which probably means it's one direction that you are more willing to go. And why? Well, it's because rather than posing a threat to your identity with what I think is right, I've now helped you shape it for what you think is best for you and what's most important to you. We can begin at that time working on the necessary behavior shifts that will help you be more likely to reach your intended destination, air quote, goal, when we are collaborating on the direction together. So again, I can try to persuade you as the advisor or I can collaboratively come alongside you, understand what you're seeing and help you get to where you wanna go based on what's most important to you. So here's the thing. Setting goals or objectives can be and, and frankly is an important part of your wealth management plan and at the same time, a goal alone is worthless without doing the work to understand where you're going, how you might get there, and how you're gonna be comfortable with having to make unexpected adjustments along the way. So as I said earlier in the podcast, it's not about just setting a goal and then Yahoo, I'm gonna go get it. It's how do I set the goal or the objective? What steps do I need to take along the way? How comfortable am I gonna be with adjusting or altering my plan based on something unexpected that happens? So maybe the right question you know, I started the question, is it better to have financial goal or financial direction? Maybe that's not even the right question to ask. Maybe the better consideration is this. Are you setting financial goals because someone on an advertisement or a social media channel or even in a meeting on the other side of the desk from you says that you should set goals not knowing if that goal is even right for you? Or are you setting goals or objectives that can be moved toward with a well-defined financial direction? And the difference is subtle, so I'll say it again. Are you setting a goal because somebody who has a little bit of a different power dynamic says that you should, not knowing whether or not that goal is right for you? Or are you setting goals or objectives that can be moved toward? You can actually work toward what it is that you set out to accomplish because you have a well-defined financial direction. So if that seems too subtle or even too semantics for some, here's the thing. I believe that the difference is a potentially wide gap and the gap exists and the financial advice that many people are receiving, or certainly what gets passed as financial advice, because there's a lot of that out there. So the important thing to remember is anytime that you're intersecting advice from anybody, from a financial advisor, 
from somebody on TikTok because there's an awful lot of financial advice on TikTok right now, which by the way, side note, half of that stuff isn't even half correct. So please, please, when you're reviewing that, be careful what you think about how it in, uh, how, how you might approach it with your life. Um, because if you're starting off on the wrong direction and you're going the wrong way with bad advice, it doesn't matter how closely you follow it, it's not gonna work anyway. So never take pure financial advice from social media or from a podcast, including this one. Any financial advice that you're gonna implement has to be right for you, it has to be tested. You have to know why it's right for you, what you need to do to make it work and make sure that you have everything coming back to your financial purpose. That's the most important thing. So that's it. Think about for yourself. Are you following a financial goal? Or do you have financial direction? Feel free to leave a comment. Subscribe to the podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.